Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. And this is the second to last episode of season one. Okay, so remember those uh, uh, coffee tables that I had that you saw me like partially refinishing? Yes, yes. My favorite coffee tables ever. (laughs) So I'm like basically done with them. Um, I painted the legs and they were supposed to be black. Um, not a true black, but I, I, you know, I picked like a, a like a kind of a cool toned black, mm. um, and it totally looks purple. <gasps> no, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> no, it's like I've literally been working on these tables for months. Oh god! Not that it took me months to do it, but it was, there was a lot of time in it's between. A, it's you a know, project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a big project, no. and oh. it was finally like. Yay, I'm finally going to have a coffee table to this use, and it's purple. Yeah, so I'm still going to use it, but it's just like... But you're going to look at it every day and be like, damn it. Well, yeah. I mean, the good thing is, it's just need, you know, I could just get some black paint, just some actual true black paint, and just do one coat, and that's it. I don't need to prime it or anything like right. that, because it's already <laughs> painted, and it's towards black, you know? So it's going like, <laughs> to take a lot of coats to Never cover. Never easy, but... is it? No! I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I also well, learned that refinishing furniture is not really my. my <laughs> don't really, really do that anymore. <laughs> well, while you were like rebuilding furniture, my first day in town here, I um, broke furniture. Nice. I, it was the end of the day. We we got out onto the porch with a glass of wine and we we're just going to sit down and be like, phew. And I literally sat down on a chair and broke through it, like ass to the <laughs> ground, feet up oh, in the no. air. Yep. Stuck in the little round part of the, <laughs> the chair. So, and it does nothing for your self-esteem either. <laughs> right. How much weight did I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, but in my defense, I did not drop my wine glass. So there's hey, that's a pro right there. Right. And before that, uh, it turns out that the dryer in one of the apartments, the uh, the dryer hose wasn't connected. So if you ran the dryer, you were just blowing hot air into the apartment. <laughs> so since I was the I'll just say the smaller of the group of people uh, uh-huh. gathered, it became my job to shinny behind the dryer and reattach the, the dryer sure. hose. That part, not difficult. Mm-hmm. Getting back out from behind the dryer. Oh no. <laughs> proved just as comical as me falling my ass through a chair. <laughs> Gosh. So welcome to Chautauqua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I'm going to get, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to put the pedals back on my spin bike (laughs) and then put my ass on it and ride. I, uh, when did you get there? You got there, uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Yesterday. So it was, it was arrive and break furniture. That's what I did. It was arrive, (laughs) get stuck behind a dryer, freed myself from behind a dryer and then broke a chair. And how long you're staying there? Like two months? Yeah. So you have two months for more incidents to happen? Absolutely. Is this... <laughs> like the first day kind of sets you up for, yeah. for success? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about supernatural. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go back 
Okay. As much as I loved doing the watch along, mm-hmm. and I think we are, you are definitely right. We should do this again yeah. because I loved it. Yeah. I missed so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I missed so much and I'm kind of kicking myself. The things we did discover loved, but so I just want to point out a couple of things that I missed if that's okay. Okay. Shoot. okay. One, we were so excited about, we thought we saw a sword in the reflection of Evelyn's glasses before she was beheaded in her living room. Mm-hmm. It was the razor. That's what it I wasn't a sword. Like after I was listening to it while I was editing, I was just like, why wouldn't it be a razor? It was a razor. It was a razor. <laughs> but again, the TV we were watching was quite dark. Yes. So in, in our defense, but it was a razor. So I didn't want people to think like, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, all all the people who listen to our podcast, all the comments we've got. All gotten. 17 of them. <laughs> yes, about them. Um, the a cute little note that the name of that awesome motel that they were staying in, that Dean and Sam were staying in, was called the Boogie Inn. Mm-hmm. So so we were kind of right about the lounge lizard, you know, yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, also, just the that was also the set director's favorite hotel uh, motel that they did that season. Oh. I'm because sure. they, they loved like mess, like playing around with the themes and stuff, but they're like, no, the one in uh, Providence was our favorite. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, there was even an eight track player on the, uh, on the dresser <laughs> with eight tracks set up in front of it, which I thought was funny. And then uh, this was just one of those things that you wouldn't have noticed unless you went back and watched the episode again, mm-hmm. that Evelyn... Uh, before she was beheaded by the child ghost mm-hmm. was at the art auction house talking to the dad when Dean and Sam first came in. So she was already shopping uh... at the, at the house. So she was uh, maybe looking for the painting. Maybe, or at least had seen it and said, hmm. yeah. and had said, Hey, self. I want that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I want this painting. So I just thought that was interesting that she was already planted in the scene. Yeah. Wow. Um, wasn't just a, a random old lady mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. so that's all I got for my what did Valerie miss segment of this <laughs> podcast I'm sure you guys can point out all the other things we missed but those are what I was like wow yeah. right <laughs> wow we missed some big stuff I actually didn't re-watch it so maybe I will and not notice anything different because <laughs> <laughs> well again it's because I'm going back and looking for things yeah tidbits to to post yeah, yeah so yeah. It's, it's not like I go back and sit and watch an episode again just to take it all in it's as I'm right studying it for for the gifts and stuff that I'm like oh oh yeah <laughs> oh my <laughs> season one episode 21 salvation Written by Sarah Gamble and Rael Tucker and directed by Robert Singer. Meg's back and she wants that gun. So she starts killing John's old friends one by one until he agrees to hand over the weapon. Even if it means leaving his sons alone to battle the demon that killed their mother. So, you poor, poor Netflix watchers out there. (laughs) The recap was was like a heart heart string pulling... Tear jerking type of recap. It's a great, great recap. But the song playing over it is not just your standard supernatural uh, instrumental kind of stuff. Originally, it is Carry On My Wayward Son from Kansas. 
the band Kansas, I should just in case somebody <laughs> which becomes a tradition. I don't know, I don't think that they meant it to be a tradition it every year. Just was the perfect fit. Yes. And it works. Yes. So every season finale, they play Carry On My Wayward Son. However, in Netflix, for at least season one, I I don't know what song it is, but but no, it was interesting because I watched the Netflix one first, um, and then the DVD one, and then when I heard Carry On, I was like, oh, oh, interesting, yeah, yeah. So, there was a lot of questions about like why they why that song, you know, was it because of the lyrics or was it because it's by Kansas and the show takes place in Kansas, you know speculation all the way around um i don't know if that's ever fully answered i don't know uh, i would just assume that it's because it's by the band kansas kansas um and amongst all of the songs from kansas i think maybe that one fit the best you know because they, there's a lot of great songs that they do yeah. um some are kind of a little bit downer you know which maybe was not <laughs> the right choice so that reminds me i've been willing to tell this story the whole season oh in high school, either my junior or senior year, my choir director went to the same church as Carrie Livgren, who is the guitarist for Kansas. And he somehow roped him into playing for one of our choir concerts, Dust in the Wind. No. Yes. So we sang Dust in the Wind to Carrie Livgren. With, oh. Playing the iconic Dust in the Wind guitar like solo I mean I, th I think it was just him I don't think we had the piano at all I think oh it was just gosh. him playing along to it that's amazing that's so cool it is really cool and the but what was a bummer is at 16 or 17 I didn't really think about how cool it was it's not till I was like looking back on it I'm like oh my god that, that that doesn't happen in Topeka. You know, maybe in LA or New York, you know, famous people come in. Somebody's and dad knows somebody. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't happen in the middle of the country. Like yeah. that. I was going to ask you that. I was going to, right before the dog barked, I was mm -hmm. going to say, but did you know what no, it was? I didn't. It... I mean, I thought, you know, it's just like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like, right. yeah, well, whatever, whatever. But <laughs> I remember my choir teacher was really emotional about it. I remember he was just like, had tears in his eyes, just after after the show or like after mm -hmm. he met him or something it was just like you guys don't he even said you guys don't even understand how good of an opportunity this is so oh. and he was right <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome sammy that's mm -hmm. a great story mm -hmm. that's really cool so kansas wayward son is playing over the yes. recap yes and on top of all the the clips that they actually chose to use in the recap the the power of that song was just i was like oh this is going to be a big episode yeah once they they've i mean this is it's another john episode you know mm -hmm. dad is definitely back in the picture yeah um and all the emotions that go with that the good the bad yeah. <laughs> you know? they love them they hate them they love them they hate yeah them. <laughs> i'm gonna do a, a quick map quest across the board yeah. moment Mm -hmm. So we're in, I think we do four different locations in this episode that not everybody goes to, but that yes. are, you know, that are gone uh -huh. to. So uh, we visit Blue Earth, Minnesota, mm -hmm. which is real, a mm -hmm. real town, which mm -hmm. I at first thought was not. How could something <laughs> named Blue Earth be a town? But it is. 
um manning colorado is Mm -hmm. from the previous episode Mm -hmm. um salvation iowa fictional yes (laughs) and um lincoln nebraska totally exists i looked it up you looked up nebraska i'm kidding i'm kidding kidding. are you that out of touch with the midwest (laughs) although i i was almost like i could believe salvation iowa being a real place but but also i think they just needed a not a punny name well it sound but kind of a punny name yeah yeah the, absolutely oh i forgot to mention during the recap one of the things that kept coming up like flash two was like sam i mean i talked about john but sam and his his pain his visions ah uh, yes there's there's a lot of his that was a little foreshadowing for the upcoming episode yeah totally okay so we're in to start with blue earth minnesota and we see a pastor in a church, you know, doing pastory things like, you know, lighting candles or something like that. <laughs> priesting. Yes, priesting. And in walks Meg, who we've last seen in Shadow. You know, so it's right. It's been a little while since we've seen her. Uh, she sits down and she starts kind of confessing to this priest, you know, saying like, oh, I've stolen, I've lied. So you know, simple sins. Blatantly fake though <laughs> so I I, the, I start this is the point where I start to get annoyed with Meg it's one thing to be bad you know and evil mm-hmm. as a demon but now I'm just like I don't like her like I don't <laughs> like this portrayal I don't like what her character is turning into not because mm-hmm. she's a demon but because mm-hmm. of the this, how fake she is and that people aren't like what are you doing here <laughs> you know <laughs> Do you have sins to confess or not? Don't give me these baby doe eyes and, oh, mm. I didn't know. And, oh, you know. Oh, okay. So rant over. I'm not liking Meg. Okay. So anyway, she ends this little cutesy confession with admitting that she slit someone's throat and ripped their heart out of their chest. <laughs> and then at like two minutes, 53 seconds, she blinks and she opens up her solidly black eyes. Yes. That's the first time we see demon eyes. Like uh, black demon eyes. Uh, except from for... her Phantom Traveler, there were black demon eyes. They weren't quite this black. But yes, yeah, you're they right. were. This is the first time we see it from Dean. I thought it was like weird. No, they were All solid right. black, no, but they weren't like right. close up and they didn't do blink open to black and then blink right. back to normal. Okay. Okay, but so this... yes, this is this is the this is the yes, we all thought she was a demon. Now we all know she is a demon. Or possessed by a demon. Well, I think we knew that she wasn't human. Right. You know, I mean, we know right. that she's a demon because we've seen this before, but <laughs> <laughs> but we knew that she wasn't human since she fell out of that building and survived, like there she is. And right. then this is the first moment where it's like, oh, she's, oh, she's a demon. That's she's why she demon. lived. She yes. Lived. So this pastor is surprised, but but not in the way that you would expect. You know, he he wasn't just like, oh, my God, what the hell are you? He was more like, you are not supposed to be in here. You shouldn't be be in a church. Yeah. Hallowed ground. So Uh he clearly knows demon evil. Yeah. Yeah. He's not just a priest. Uh, Further proving it by going into like a safe room that is (laughs) filled with weapons of all kinds. Yeah. The hunter's arsenal that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a priest. Right. Um, but there he is, and he locks the door, and Meg breaks it down, no problem. 
she she basically he's like he tries to kill her throws a knife at her she's able to catch it and you know you throw like a girl which you know insulting to women but and he's like what do you want you know and so meg tries to get the priest to tell her where uh the winchesters are and the priest says no i'm not gonna even if i knew i wouldn't tell you yeah uh and so she kills him she slits his throat that's what she does that's it that's it for the priest yep title screen yep so the next thing we see is uh the the cabin uh back in manning colorado so the winchesters are still in Mm -hmm. uh colorado um i just want to point out the shot starts out on like a taxidermied deer head (laughs) (laughs) that deer it's the third time we've seen this deer by the way yep so reuse your props Mm. John is, uh, he's telling them, he's telling uh, Sam and Dean about, you know, how this has all been coming together, um, that there's been signs that stuff has been happening. And I don't know how he figures it out, but he's figured out that the demon is going after six-month-olds. Yeah, families who have children that are turning exactly six months old or Mm -hmm. you know he goes after them that night and it's the same way you know he burns the house to the ground you know with the mother above the ceiling or you know we assume Um, (laughs) yeah this room is plastered in research and papers and clippings and books and everything yeah i don't know how he's really figured this out but i guess he's been searching for this for like 22 23 years so And he's like, I should have seen the signs, but this is this is what it is. This is mm-hmm. what we figured out that it goes after families who have six month olds. And Sam is like, Was I six months old? And John was like, Yeah, that day was would have yeah. been your six months. And Sam, of course, internalizes this. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. Yeah. You know, and you know, he just starts down that rabbit hole right yeah. from the beginning. Right. Um and he's like, I, you know, this is my fight and I've got to finish this and it's my fault. And Dean steps in, thankfully, and doesn't physically shake him, but it's like, it's not your fight. It's our fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not alone in this. It's, it's not your fault. But John also figures out that there are signs that um, pre- like pre- predict or, yeah, pre- or predate the, pre- the incident. I don't know. But anyway, these signs <laughs> that lead up to the incident are yes. electrical storms cattle deaths and like temperature fluctuations and all of these things also happened right before mary winchester was killed and jess was killed in palo alto i don't know how many cattle are out there in palo alto but whatever was out there it it, Mm -hmm. it died yep (laughs) and but all those things remember i said that his that that elkins journal from the previous episode there was all these things that he wrote down about all this stuff is happening in lawrence oh yeah he said the signs are the signs are happening in Lawrence, uh, and then he was like, "And John Winchester just told me that you know Mary died." Mary died. Uh, so Elkins knew. Well, he knew he knew about the signs, but maybe he didn't know what was going on exactly. Like he may, he, yeah, he didn't connect the dots. I just meant he wrote it down. Yeah, like it sure, was, sure. It was something that it was, he was figuring radar. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now these things are happening in salvation iowa yes so off they go and uh of course as they drive into town you know camera sh- you know there's a shot on the sign that's like welcome to salvation except this one is like thank you for now leaving salvation iowa mm. right one of those signs um like as you drive like- out of town it's like 
bye. Thanks for coming Excuse to me. Sally. I don't know if it said bye. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it said like I now did, I, What I noticed was like the like the lotto. <laughs> they didn't spell the lotto right. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it's like, why would they put? And maybe that's a common thing for towns to put. They're like a winning lotto number. Or I don't know. Um, yeah who who knows but yeah they spelled it wrong which is funny (laughs) um but also at the bottom it's like are you ready for judgment day it was it's you know it had like the town slogan on it that was like america's heartland yeah and then at the very bottom it said are you ready for judgment day and they made it look like it was a bible verse like jw227 but there is no bible verse that says are you ready for judgment day and there's no jw in the bible maybe john winter john winter right yeah i think it was kind of a playful uh foreshadowing right of course it was but anyway so on the way to salvation iowa john all of a sudden pulls off the road and the boys follow him and john gets out of the car he's really distressed you know he's like slapping the car and he's like damn it turns out that pastor jim has died and pastor jim was mentioned in something wicked he was the one he's like the emergency contact yeah if you're in trouble call pastor jim like he yeah. was supposed to be their lifeline yeah so another yeah. another uh, another hunter called him caleb and told him you know pastor jim is dead his his throat was slit and he bled out uh, there were also signs of sulfur at his right. place so 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 pastor jim was the priest that meg just just killed yes so question for you question for sammy if there were signs of sulfur at the church where uh, Pastor Jim was killed, mm-hmm. why is this the first time that we've noticed that Meg has sulfur tendencies? Because there was no sulfur during shadow, you know, like when she got thrown out the window, there was no sulfur. When she was licking Dean, there was no sulfur. Like she hasn't left sulfur before. Right. So that was just a question. I mean, I, I know you don't have the answer, but it was just one of, for me going, wait, Wait, if there's if they're now introducing again that demons and sulfur go together, why is this the first time that that we've noticed sulfur in association with Meg? I don't know because it. I feel like, and then spoiler alert: in the future, when they always discover sulfur, it's after the demon is gone. Oh, I don't ever remember, and I may be proven wrong during this whole rewatch, like when a demon is in their presence, where they sniff it. And then they sift the air and they're like, oh, do you smell that? It's sulfur. You know, it's usually they have to like pick it up and then smell it. Right. Um, and it's usually no demon in the room at the, <laughs> at the time. All right. That would be my explanation. Because also, you know, when they saw Meg fall out of the window, they were like, oh, look, she's dead. So they wouldn't go back down there and go, you know, search what? the area. Right. No, I was just thinking if she was in that space that there would have right. been would sulfur. Right, would it smell like was, sulfur, right? Yeah. 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 She stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you stink, Meg. Um, but okay. I mean, it's an unanswerable question at this point. So. Or just like they just throw in sulfur whenever they need it. <laughs> because as I said earlier, and the first time they mentioned sulfur back again in Phantom Traveler, that form of sulfur doesn't actually have a scent. Smell. Right. So it was just a device, we'll yes. just say. Plot device. Uh, plot device. I just spent a lot of time on the podcast talking about something that we didn't really need no. to talk about. So they speculate that maybe it was the demon that was yeah. doing this. Like John yeah. is really, really upset about Pastor Jim. And then 
I mean, this is just like another, another friend, another friend, another, you know, preventable death right from this one demon that he just can't seem to get his hands on right did you notice that like john in those shots looked like he had been like dragged behind the truck he looked so ragged yeah he he was he looked i mean it was raining in the shots you know Mm -hmm. but he looked like he'd been left in the rain while (laughs) dean and sam did not yeah and i was like i'm like he must just be wrecked literally wrecked that they made him look so downtrodden and defeated Mm -hmm. and so this isn't just like you know oh another loss Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god you know when is this ever going to end and he wants this to end now so he wants they're all going to split up and go to these different hospitals and get every single record of any infants born you know exactly six months ago from within the week right which slightly monumental task yeah (laughs) but you know they they do it yeah john goes to hospital he pulls out from his stash of ids (laughs) massive yes (laughs) Um, it looked like it was an emt badge but maybe yeah something hospital worker yeah it had the like caduceus Mm -hmm. star thing on it um, but it's still, it takes him a minute. He doesn't just like hop out of the car. He yeah. like has to kind of gather himself. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see though, that it was a hospital that didn't have stairs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it looked like an actual hospital. It, yes, it did. Sam is at another one looking up um, birth certificates. Did you notice the date on the birth certificate though, mm-hmm. that he was looking at? It said the child was born in 1998. <laughs> so slightly older than six months yeah. i was like really guys come on props fell down on the job a little bit on that's that funny. one yeah 1998 so slightly older than six months but yeah so you were saying dean oh and dean is a yet another one um getting distracted by a hot nurse <laughs> of course I have to say, at first I wrote down like horn dog, but then I yeah. was like, I don't think he could actually help himself in that no. moment because she was stunning. She, yes. and, and she totally set him up too. You know, anything I can do for you? And he's like, oh God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't think he could have helped himself. So I wrote down horn dog, but then I kind of backpedaled. I was like, I, I can see that. I, I, you know, I can give him that one. That's okay. That's okay. But, it, <laughs> and but- she, yeah and she gets it too though she's like "Uh Mm uh-huh okay yeah but then he kind of does a you could almost see him do like a little cartoony shake like head shake the boo (laughs) like snaps out of it and he's like actually i'm working pulls out his badge he's a cop in this farce so they're all doing their due diligence and then as sam is leaving whatever hospital he's at he starts to have a vision visions he's got the and and intense pain mm-hmm. you know i i was reading uh on online and i shouldn't have done it but i did that people were kind of mocking uh jared padlecki for his like all he can do is like grab his head in pain mm-hmm. you know to signify that he's getting visions i'm like have you ever had a headache right that's you what know? you do you grab the, the you, place where you, you're hurting yeah and it, it's like or those headaches when you have like when it, you can just feel your pulse in your head and yes. every heartbeat hurts so i was like you know screw you guys yeah. he's having how do you know what having visions feels like and right. what do you do when your head's in pain especially like right behind your eyes yeah you know you grab it and you're like oh make it stop 
that's what you do. That's a very human response. So screw you naysayers. All right. <laughs> so you were saying. So he's grabbing his head because it's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees a, a woman and a baby like in a nursery room. You know, it's nighttime. She's in a, a nightgown. Nightgown. <laughs> There's a mobile right is that what it's like mobile 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 yeah can it be yep. it can be either way right mobile mobile i think the things that hang from your ceiling are called mobiles okay i think it can be both okay but right. so there's, there's a twirly thing above his, toys yes above his crib and there's a train outside you you can hear train horns right and even the woman she like opens up the curtain to kind of just look, look outside I guess l listen to the train, watch the train, yeah. waiting know. for the baby to go to sleep. Right. Yeah. So then Sam pulls out his map uh, of the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, these um, these visions though that 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 Sam is having, it's like each time there's a flash, mm -hmm. he sees more. Yeah. There's like something else that's introduced, mm -hmm. and then something else that's introduced. Yeah. Um, but like you said, he pulls out a map, and he's able to triangulate on this map train tracks and where this house might be based on and where the tracks run through the town and he finds himself in front of uh the house it turns out it is the house and uh he just so happens that the mom that he had in his visions is walking the baby down the uh, down the sidewalk in the stroller you know yep. doing just gonna take a moment to say if you can't have a real baby in a carriage and you have to use a doll can you at least cover the doll in a way so that the camera doesn't <laughs> see that it is a doll with unblinking eyes? Just like, it was so obviously a doll in that baby stroller. Uh, <laughs> but all right, I'm just ranting a bit on this episode. I apologize. Yeah. I've got more. So just relax. It's going to come out. <laughs> so yes, he sees the vision woman, goes straight to her and has a, semi not creepy conversation with her <laughs> i yeah, mean not, if someone not. approached me on the street i would not be having it like that uh, no matter he, how cute he, you are he like semi accosts her yeah i mean yeah. here let me hold this uh, yeah. what's your name what's your baby's name how long no, have you lived there how, how old is your baby? baby yeah it was it was so unsam <laughs> You know what I mean? He's yeah, like usually Mr. Empathy, feel it out type of guy. And he was so awkwardly abrupt and creepy. Yeah. It's like in these times of urgency, he kind of mm. can't keep his shit together. You know? Yeah. No, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like that in, the, in, um, in Providence, right? You know, he's like cool talking Sarah, the chick. But then like when something out of the blue happens, like, oh, we sold the painting yesterday. He's like, what? Yeah. Uh, what? Mm, mm. You know, he just can't. Yeah. <laughs> He's not that quite go with a, the flow. Uh, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this woman's name is Monica. Yeah. Which is funny because that's my sister's name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was like Sam and Monica. <laughs> uh, baby's name is Rosie. Very sweet. Uh, while he's talking, while he's grilling this mother <laughs> about her baby. Uh, he's like, wow, great baby. She's like, yeah, she like never cries. She just kind of sits and stares almost like she's reading your mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. no, and, and I don't know if Sam was like, hmm, I yeah. wonder if this baby has abilities. I, I don't know if he had that thought, but mm -hmm. it was just the way she prefaced it that 
me as a viewer. I was like, ooh, I wonder if this baby yes. is reading my mind right now. So he leaves her, you know, <laughs> I wrote not getting any less creepy, Sam, like the more he's like talking to her. <laughs> so he leaves her, she meets up with her husband, and then he has um, another part of his vision, I would say like his final one for yeah. this, like the completed one. Yeah. And he sees like the incident, the mobile, I'm, by the way, I'm saying that in the British way. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> I looked at like didn't you mock me for laboratory so uh, the mobile stops spinning the clock stops i couldn't tell what time it stopped at because it was like hidden by half of it but anyway it stops but then the mobile spins again without any music that stupid clown mm-hmm. there was a clown yeah that they were really from it on. Like, i hate clowns they also focused on there was like a light uh, like a night light a little spinning night light with dancers on it mm. I mean, not like a plug, you know, not nightlight in the typical sense. It was, it was this little yeah, I know carousel. Yeah. And I was like, why? It can, the camera kept focusing in on that. I was like, what am I supposed to be looking at? <laughs> you know, For why it to stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, getting, I guess. Any kind of things in motion that could stop the creepier stop. it is. They did. Okay. And then they move again and there's no more music, no more little lullaby. There's a figure standing in the room, completely in, you know, in shadowed. Yep. And Monica comes into the room again says like hey what do you do you know but then he mind blasts her to the wall drags her up the wall and up to the ceiling which that movement because it was so slow was really creepy you know it wasn't Uh, like a fast one it was just like she was like it was just like yeah so it's kind of like the demon is just like you just stay up there on the wall type of thing yeah yeah slits her stomach or something you don't really see it you just see the blood seeping from her and like into her and through her nightgown yeah. like near her stomach it's the same place where it mm-hmm. happened to jess same place it happened to mary yep we don't see how they get cut it's just yeah. suddenly they start bleeding from yeah. their abdomen yeah mm-hmm. and of course monica's terrified and mm-hmm. she's been calling out rosie's name mm-hmm. can't get to her baby and then it turned then it cuts to sam retelling this to 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 john and dean back at the cabin the crib bursts into flames first oh, like that's does. the okay. that's the end of his, the vision is like the crib is kind of the ignition point of the fire and then yes it, it cuts to the boys back in there with sam cabin. saying and that's how my vision ends yes, <laughs> you know so yeah. he's been retelling this vision to uh-huh. to, to dean and john and john's like what how long has this been going on for what do you you know you should have called me and of course dean calls him out on that bullshit like oh yeah that was like a breaking point for dean he was just like are you fucking kidding me it's like done we can't we could never reach you yeah you know call you you know (laughs) done done with this (laughs) and john's like all right while i don't like this new tone of yours mr talkie backy i guess you're right now i have a question for you sammy Mm -hmm. john here is acting like he's surprised that sam has this ability yeah but during home when he's talking to missouri missouri says imagine having those powers and not being able to sense your own father and she says that to john yeah so john knew yes john knew but sam doesn't know that john knows so he has to he has to act he's got to act like he didn't know okay because that i didn't think about i didn't sense that think about how mad sam and dean would have been 
if they knew like, oh, I actually was in Lawrence right across the street from you hiding out in Missouri's house when you were there while you've been looking for me for six months or whatever it had been at the time. Right. Okay. Good point. Good point. I didn't think of that. I was just like, aha, he knew he's lying. (laughs) (laughs) But so John relents. Just another kind of funny note about this scene. They're, they're in a motel, right? Mm -hmm. And John is sitting, I think, on the bed. Dean is standing off, like, in the kitchen-ish mm-hmm. area. And Sam was sitting at, like, the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Jared Pedalecki is so freaking tall <laughs> that him sitting at, in that chair, like, his knees were above the height of the chair. I'm like, it looked like he was, like, at a parent-teacher conference, yeah, you know, and sitting, sitting in, like, the middle school. <laughs> yes! And I just kind of giggled in that moment, and it made me mad because I was like, oh, my God, this is such a serious moment, yeah. you know? But I was like, <laughs> he must be so uncomfortable sitting in that chair. Yeah. But then Meg calls. Yeah. Totally breaks whatever train of thought they were. Uh-huh. But as far as Sam and Dean know, she's dead. Yes. Like, she so, got thrown out a window by shadows. Yeah. Yeah. So they, A, now know that she's alive. And B, know that she's not human since she is alive from being thrown from the building. Right. But um, she wants to talk to John, Sam relents after trying to, to lie and say, oh, he's not here. But she can see right through that. So she is in a room with Caleb, who was the hunter that had called John to let him know of the news of Pastor Jim. Right. And he was also the same guy that I think Dean called a while back for some information. And and Sam was like, how did you get that answer? And Dean's like, I know things. All right, call Caleb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they brought back like all the people that they've been mentioning throughout this season. He's tied to a chair, you know, gag over his mouth. She releases it just enough so he can yell out to John to like, don't don't do do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away. Don't do Mm -hmm, it. mm Mm-hmm. She wants the cult. Yeah. She's like, bring me the cult or else I'll keep killing, you know, your friends. Yeah. And John says, I'm not going to do that. She's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And slits Caleb's throat. Yep. And John hears this. Yeah. He hears this over the phone. Yeah. And you just hear, you just hear him like gagging and dying. Uh-huh. But having just listened to John, having just listened to another friend get murdered. Uh-huh. Uh, he acquiesced. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you the cult. Yep. And, you know, he's like, I'll, you know, I can be there in 24 hours. And she's like, no, tonight, midnight. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't do that. And I can't just bring a gun on a plane. And she's like, oh, I guess I'll just have to keep killing your friends then. Yeah. And I, I looked it up. The farthest point of Iowa from um, Lincoln, because she's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. We didn't mention that, but she's yeah. in Lincoln is I'm going to say Dubuque, Iowa, mm-hmm. and that's maybe a six-hour drive. Yeah, it's so not far at all. It's not that far. So I, <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be at least a 12-hour drive or something. Yeah. But I was like, eh, I don't know what time it is there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's doable, which obviously it is doable because he does it. Yes, yes. He was just trying to buy some time, I'm sure, like, yeah. so he could fight this demon with right. the boys. That was my assumption. It's like, no, I, first I want to do this. And then, and then, you know, yeah, okay, and then you have the gun because yeah. we'll kill this guy. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll kill him, or I'll kill you. I don't know. Yeah, but they also once once he hangs up and the boys are talking again, John says, you know, she's a demon, or she's possessed by one, and mm-hmm. I don't understand the difference. I didn't either until I was doing a little bit of research, 
mm-hmm. in the supernatural world or in the I guess that I mean the the demon lore that exists not in just in supernatural but in the world is vast and it would take too long to take up here <laughs> but but there are demons who possess people and there are demons who are just demons the shadow demon for instance is just a demon they don't need to possess anybody they can just be a demon and you know in it's uh, natural anyway they're like a shadow form right so maybe he was saying like oh this is a demon that can appear as human not necessarily be possessed by human because i was gotcha. confused at for, as well but i think it's because spoiler alert we know demons in this world to be pretty much strictly possession kind right they can be expelled yes from the from the body yes yeah. But we also have to remember this is their first, these are the first encounters really with, with demons. Like right. the first one that they had ever in their life was Phantom Traveler. And that was like 18 episodes ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. John's big plan now is to not give Meg the cult. It's mm-hmm. to give her a replica of fake. Yeah. Because he's like, no one else has seen it other than some vampires and we killed mm-hmm. one of them. So yeah. I think we're good in trying yeah. to pass off a, a fake gun. So they send Dean off to go to an antique store. Again, I just want to point out how wrecked John is. Yeah. It's, he, his, he is running out of steam. Mm-hmm. You know, he just seems so resigned to, you know, having to go face Meg with, with a fake gun instead of being able to stay yeah. and, and kill this demon. He's like, you know, I, I, like you said, I just want to go kill this demon. I just want to go kill, yeah. you know, the bad guy. But now yeah. I have to go deal with Meg yeah. and I have to leave the boys. Yeah. Um, all my friends are dying. Yeah. Yeah. Even like then the scene before, like right before we cut to this, you know, he's just like, first the boys are mad. He's just like, so you just want to, you want us to do this by ourselves. You're not going to be with us. You know, we should be doing this all together. And he's just like, I don't even care about that anymore. I just want this to be over. over. Yep. Hired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dean needs a home. You need to go back to school. Yeah. I want my wife back. None of that is going to happen. Yeah. So let's just end this. I want to say that train bridge that the they're they're outside now when they're they're packing. I guess to to send John off to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Have they have we seen this train bridge before? I feel, <laughs> I feel like, like, we like have. like six other times we've seen it. <laughs> um, because it's just so uh, stunning. You know, it's yeah. just so stark in contrast to things around it. It's like I love that train bridge. Yeah, I do too. Um, but so we see we see John like closing up the the uh, the tailgate to the truck. He's mm-hmm. he's obviously done a count of what stuff he needs, and mm-hmm. he's he's ready to go. They're just waiting yeah. for Dean to come back with the fake gun. And of course, Dean succeeds. He he has found a replica. As John's getting ready to leave, he's you know explaining to the boys again like how important it is that uh, that the Colt be used properly. You know, this is this is our last chance. There's only yeah. four bullets left. Make each shot count. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, the gun is worthless without these bullets. Right. And again, he's just so resigned. He's just mm-hmm. so you know he's telling the boys finish the fight I started. You know, this is now out of my hands. This is up to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do this other thing as a distraction so that you can go kill this demon and you have to succeed because I can't. Mm-hmm. And he's saying goodbye. He's saying goodbye to the boys. And, you know, Dean, again, is, is more, he's emotionally grounded more so than Sam. 
and he's you know he says this thing says this things like oh valerie says the thing don't die like don't yeah. go get yourself killed we okay. still need you you yeah. matter to us it's not just about killing the demon we need you as us yeah and uh and dad john is like okay you know yeah. same bye yeah <laughs> bye and dean says later so yeah. dean doesn't say goodbye no he's like all right later mm-hmm. i will see you later yeah so i think it's having watched as much of this the season the series as i have i know that dean has these moments uh, these emotional moments that because he's like the tough guy out of the group when he has these emotional moments it means so much more to me mm-hmm. that he says them and that he puts them out there as opposed yeah. to if it were sam being you know the the emotional one right um so i just i took a moment in this in him in dean saying later and i was like yes mm-hmm. good dean you know mm-hmm. strong dean moments in this episode mm-hmm. okay so next we see john getting out of his truck i assume it's in lincoln i assume it's at or near midnight he's at the what i assume is the warehouse that he's supposed to be mating Megan. Yeah, it's like an, like an old mill or something yeah yeah and he's just yeah. kind of scoping the place out and then back in um iowa uh, Sam and Dean are sitting in the car in the Impala outside of Monica's house. They're just waiting for the demon and having that same talk. You know, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Can we, can we wait for the demon, you know, and how do we get them out of the house? I don't think we can get them out of the house. What if we did the, you know, tell them there's a gas leak, <laughs> you know, and they're like, uh, how often has that worked? Yeah. Well, it didn't work in bugs. What if we tell them the truth? <laughs> No. I just the both of them at the same time are like, nah. <laughs> We'll just do what we do, which is wait until mm. the bad guy shows up, and then we stop the bad guy from doing the bad thing. That's yep. what we do. And then back in Lincoln, Meg shows up to this warehouse. She turns around just in time to not see John there because he was standing <laughs> on the roof somewhere. And she walks away. And then when the coast is clear, <laughs> John scoots I, back out. Right. I do love that John beat Meg there. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I could never make it there in time. Yeah. But he got there before yeah. her. He climbs up the water tower, opens it up, and starts to say a blessing in Latin, holding a rosary, yeah. and then throws the rosary in the water. So into the water tank? Into the water yeah. tank, yeah. So he must be um an ordained member of the church. <laughs> <laughs> so much we don't know about John Winchester. I know. And so back in the car, Sam um, now has his emotional kind of moment. Uh, And he, he, of all the things he says, he says to Dean, uh, thank you. You know, I just want to take this time to thank you. And first Dean says, thank thank me for what? Mm -hmm. And the gist of it is Sam is saying, you know, you've always been there. You know, you've always been the one who comes through for me. And I just wanted to take this moment to, to say thank you. And Dean's like, yeah, what, are you saying this just in case, you know, you die so mm-hmm. that I know that you thank me? He's like, no, no, I'm not having any of this. I'm, and he's like tired of hearing everyone being so defeatist and that he's like, that's, that's it, uh, just in case. Yeah, no. And the, the shot moves away from them. And you can see Dean's face. He's he's like getting as tired as John is. He's yeah. really upset by 
his dad thinking he's just going to die. And now Sam is starting to say the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. but he can't look at Sam anymore. He like says that thing. He's like, no. And then he looks away. He's like, I'm just going to watch the house for the demon guy. I can't. Yeah. Because that's the only guy that's dying tonight. Yeah. Back in Lincoln, John shows up to Meg in the, and they quip for a while, you know, do a little back and forth. Well, it's more Meg talking at him and John just standing there stoically. <laughs> and she's doing stupid flirty things. Well, what do you think about that, baby? You know, I He does call everyone baby. I know, but I don't like it. It just it's so fake. It's just so false. It that's another thing I just don't that's was grating on me. Oh. I'm sorry. That's me. I, just, I liked her. I like Nikki Acox. I mean, she's like, oh. she's a deliberate actress. You know, she delivered her lines very deliberately and intensely, yeah. um, which is not natural. But I don't know, to me, that made sense because she's not a natural thing. Right. I guess, I guess just for me in those moments, it, uh, I feel like she was maybe trying too hard. Mm. It's like the Meg from before was, I mean, she was pushy, you know, but she wasn't fake. I felt like she was more pushy in Shadow than she was in these. Or um, um, trying too hard in, in Shadow oh. than she was here. I, I can see but, like, but the whole, like, licking Sam and then, yeah, you know, like, the slowly crawling over to, to right. Dean. I guess... Yeah, I guess the what I'm, I'm referring to is, like, when she, when she first came back... Um, and was like all in Dean's face about, oh, you're the shitty oh, brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's being rude and mm-hmm. over the top, but she wasn't, um, it wasn't fake. Right. Um, but now I feel like she's just forcing a personality that isn't, isn't her. So anyway, John is there with Meg. Before he passes the gun to her, he like just threatens to shoot her. You know, it's just like, I could just, I could just shoot you with this, but she's unfazed. You know, she's like, more of me where they're you know where I came from and on cue you know some guy walks up behind her (laughs) a second some second person walks in yep uh assumedly another demon you know because she says like no he's not nearly as fun as I am (laughs) um so John hands over the gun well after she like demands it she's like enough give it to me now yeah yeah she's like she's done Uh, no more yeah no more flirty but she's just like yeah now and so he gives it to her. Mm-hmm. She looks at it, and then she hands it to the other guy, the other demon, who also looks at it. And he kind of, the way he's holding it and looking at John, it kind of looks like he's going to shoot him with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But instead, it's like a really quick turn to Meg, and he shoots her <laughs> with the gun. She is pissed. It's like, oh my God, you shot me. She seems so surprised. Like her surprise and then the pissed offness is like, what? Son of a, you just shot me. I did like that moment. Not because she got shot, but her reaction in that moment, I actually did like. Not dead. Yeah. She's not dead, but she is super pissed. Yes. But because she's not dead, that makes the guy say, oh, look at that. The fake. Yeah. But John has a good cover. He's like, how would I know? Yeah. If it was fake or not. I've never fired the gun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So then he makes a run for it. Yeah. There's some noise that happens and they all turn their heads towards noise and John runs in the other direction. (laughs) They're like, look over there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then he's like, 
So he runs through the same tunnel that he was like lurking in before before Meg showed up and yeah. turns on the pipes. And then this like shoot of water starts like spraying at them. They are standing on the grate though. So the water is pouring down the drain before it gets to them, before Meg and this other guy. But then the guy starts to make his way towards John and then just starts smoking. And he just yes. starts like shrieking in pain. <laughs> it, it was very um, Spike from Buffy because yeah. like Spike was always <laughs> like always getting smoking. exposed, right? He was always like exposed to sunlight in, yeah. inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like always the, walk the around with just like that coat over his head. <laughs> so when that happened, I was like, oh, that was very Spike. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, holy water. Yeah. And Meg's like, very clever. We don't like it. It was clever, though. Yeah. That was, like, pretty genius, like, blessing that entire tank of yep. water. Yep. And it gives John a chance to run away some more. Yeah. So we see Dean and Sam again uh, back in the car. And, like, the wind is picked up outside the uh, the car radio. They've been listening to, you know, sports or something. And uh, the radio station starts to static. Um, the lights in and around the house start to flicker. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, it's coming. So they get out of the car. Dean and Sam are like, this is it. So they get out of the car. They break into the house. Uh, It looks like the power is out now. So it's like completely dark inside. And as they're like making their way through the house to go upstairs to the nursery, they're attacked by the father (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, of the baby, the husband, with a baseball bat. And they try to convince him. They're like, no, 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 we're we're here to help you. We're here to help you. And he's like, get out of my house. I mean, uh, he's scared there's you know guys in his house and he's like monica get the baby and run and sam's like don't go into the nursery (laughs) don't do that sam is able to uh break free leaving dean to wrestle with with the dad and he chases monica who has run into the baby's room and she runs in there and sure enough the the demon is is in the nursery and she's like does the exact same thing that that sam saw in his vision which is Mm -hmm. you know what do you who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah. And he shoves her against the wall and starts to move her, you know, up against the wall that the, the, the way that he does. And um, Sam runs in yeah, and is like, you know, he sees the, the demon guy and the demon looks into the camera uh-huh. and we see his face for the first time. Just, just here, just, just like just his, his eyes. Yeah. It's like his cheekbones to his eyebrows, uh-huh. you know, and he has, glowing yellow eyes yeah. like almost snake-like a little bit they're but weird they were... but like snake skin not not the, yes not the pupils like a snake but they're no, like, yeah, like no his cheek. yeah 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 it was like his cheekbones like weren't it wasn't smooth skin it was like yeah. snakish but not full scales but you're right yeah it was like blotchy oh well um, i meant he... his eyeballs i meant like the yellow part of oh. his eyeballs the, the, is that what like, i saw it's not oh. like a solid yellow they're like splotchy yeah. yeah and it's not like up and down pupils yeah it wasn't yeah no it wasn't maybe that's when i when i wrote down snake eyes it was because it wasn't snake eyes it was like snake inside his eyes yeah. i don't know it, was, it did kind of look they were odd <laughs> they just weren't they weren't just yellow they weren't like glowing yellow yeah. like like we've seen in skin where they glow mm-hmm. silver and stuff like mm-hmm. that no it was like yellow yeah um and dean pulls out the colt and Sam. And shoots it, shoots at the demon, and the demon disappears. Like poof, does the smoky poof thing. Yeah, this gun shot a hole 
in the house. Yeah, in the wall. Like that bullet went through the house because like light shines in through the hole mm-hmm. um, in the house. And he's like, where did it go? You know, where, where did it go? And Mary has sent, not Mary, oh, Valerie, <laughs> Monica. That was 22 years ago. Um, yeah. Monica it has been released from the grips of the, the demon's power mm-hmm. and slides back down the wall and makes a run for the baby. Yeah. And that's when Dean comes running in Mm -hmm. and Dean's like, you take Monica, I'll grab the baby. And Dean scoops the baby out just as the crib bursts into flames. Yeah. And they're, and they all run out of the house. Mm -hmm. So meanwhile, in Lincoln, John, well, earlier there was a brief scene where he like ran to his truck, but his tires are slashed. Ah, damn it. That's Um, a drag. (laughs) Yeah. So he's just running kind of makes his way behind a wall starts to make a phone call but then he gets like mind blasted into the wall the yeah the guy demon shows up like from from a this red hellish <laughs> room yeah <laughs> backlit by red lights yes and he's just like with his mind power you know pressing john into the wall and it's yeah. very obvious that it's painful because john yeah he's not is... just he's not just hung on the wall yeah. he is yeah he's being crushed yeah. against the wall yeah. yeah so uh sam and dean having made it out of the house look up just in time to see the nursery like explode yes. and it's the exact almost the exact same explosion yeah. that happened from sam's nursery yeah. and so i made a note i'm like sammy now we know <laughs> why that room exploded yeah. it's Demons. the demon yeah yep it's it's it, it wasn't you know poor housekeeping no. <laughs> you know, on john and mary's part yeah but they look up and they see after the explosion dies down a little bit mm-hmm. uh the demon the demon is in the flames in yeah. the room mm-hmm. and sam is like i'm gonna go get him and yeah. starts to run to the house and dean is like no yeah. that would be suicide <laughs> and sam's like i'm okay with that you right. know the demon has to die and sam's like not if it means killing yourself to get him yeah you know and sam is pissed that dean has stopped him mm-hmm. from running into a burning house <laughs> to face a demon who clearly is fine with flames and can right. avoid being shot by you know by this right. gun and then disappears like two seconds later anyway so yeah it's like sam would have died like five seconds into going into that house yeah yeah so Dean is is in control. Sam, completely out of control. He yeah. is emotionally lost it. Yeah, he is not in control of himself, his emotions, anything. Yeah. Dean kind of, you know, grounds him. He's like, you got to stop. It, you yeah. can't kill yourself. It's not worth it. If we, if we never catch this demon and it means that you live, yeah. then that's fine. And Sam's like, what right. are you talking about? Yeah. We have to kill. We've been hunting this thing our entire lives. And Dean's like, you don't understand. We, us three are all we have. Mm -hmm. You are all I have. And I'm not holding it together right now. Yeah. There's actually, because they're at this point, they're back in the motel room. There's a repeat almost of one of the scenes from the pilot, but reversed. Because... Dean this time says they're gone and they're never coming back. And Sam is the one who like slams Dean up against the yeah. wall out of anger. Don't talk to them like that about yeah. them like that. Yeah. You told me that you, you know, right. All right. So I missed a, I missed a transition. I was just so <laughs> caught up in the emotion. Cause it's the exact oh, same yeah. emotional level that it, it just goes from outside yes. the house no, totally. 
to back at the motel, they're in yes. the exact same level of heightened emotion and, yeah. and anger. It doesn't, and it doesn't really matter where they are, but yeah. they're but they're also not near a burning building anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, thanks for pointing that out, Sammy. But the fact that Dean says, you are all I have. Yeah. And, and, it, and he makes it about himself. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about my needs now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you dying, dad dying, that's it for me. Yeah, you're just like going to leave me hanging. It's like, I, yeah. I need you guys. And I need this. And I need you to not... <laughs> Yep. be such it's, a suicidal maniac yeah it's, it's uh, and, and so i think sam snaps out of it i yeah. mean that's what snaps him he out. literally, literally like, like shakes click yes mm-hmm. yeah he's like oh my god dad yeah yeah we have to find dad mm-hmm. yeah there's so something they, wrong he would have called by now yeah yeah so we have to call dad and they call dad meg picks up though and she says you're never going to see your father again to be continued that's why i was like what no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like, didn't know I did it was two parter. <laughs> yes. And so we don't know if John is alive or not. Yeah. I mean, we kind of kind of know he is just because Meg would have made a big scene, I think, right. about killing him. Yeah. Yeah, but, or like called them while she was killing him. Right. So, but you know, we're left to believe that maybe she has killed him or she will kill him and they'll never see right. him again. So, yeah. Just have to wait till next. Week. Yeah. So my my question is like, who was that other demon? Like, who was the guy? Like, he just literally walked in from out of nowhere. Yeah. Just another minion, like Meg yeah. is. I would assume. Yeah. He, I guess, maybe a little bit more of a badass than Meg. I guess maybe? so. Because he's. I mean, the fact that she didn't retaliate against him for shooting him or right. shooting her. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know. Um. But yeah, so an emotional episode, like yeah, not like not like tearful, tearful, but just uh, it was heavy. It was heavy, and it's hard for me. It's hard to see men show emotional vulnerability, and I don't mean I don't like it. I mean mm-hmm. it's hard for me because I know it's hard for them right. to to express that, mm-hmm. you know, because they're you know they're always told that they have to be you know men. and strong and you don't show emotions and you know so they come across as not having emotions and this episode like we saw the gauntlet yeah nothing but every (laughs) yeah and it was all three of them yeah and never the same emotion from you know at the same time every those three guys were showing a different emotion uh from each other in every single scene Mm -hmm. No, there's actually a kind of funny thing that Eric Kripke was talking about where he, when he writes these emotional scenes, like between Sam and Dean, or, you know, even if John is thrown in, it's just like really, and these are his words, wussy. (laughs) But then I think it was Robert Singer Mm -hmm. comes in and like butches them up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) <laughs> I just I don't know I just thought that was really cute this is like oh Eric Kripke he like writes such like snappy little <laughs> so to comes Bobby to a yeah butch it up that's great well it worked congratulations because yeah. that's exactly what it was it was yeah. emotional but butch at the same time I mean this wasn't like crying into your tea this was mm-hmm. this was men at their breaking point you yeah. know it's like in 
in like the war films you know you see somebody who's like this take charge kind of person and they've got their guns but as soon as one of their buddies is killed it's like it stops and they're yeah. the reality of what just happened hits them mm-hmm. and they become human as opposed mm-hmm. to this like mechanical yeah. unemotional thing mm-hmm. So Sammy, you know how we've been like shouting out friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, spending a little bit more time on on Twitter and reading other people's blogs mm-hmm. and listening to their podcasts and stuff like that. That um, I stumbled across a couple that um, actually responded back to me when I responded to one of their posts. And um, Misfits and Mysteries podcast and blog actually asked me to. Um, leave them a my ghost story that I told on one of the, our previous episodes uh-huh. and uh I did and they're gonna post it <laughs> they're gonna Yay! I made it into their into their podcast Woo-hoo! so shout out to misfits and mysteries podcast and blog for putting my voice on the air oh I'm so sorry it's my voice <laughs> um you can find them at twitter on twitter at at podcast underscore misfits so give them a listen they're they're super funny their podcast is about exploring everything from the supernatural to the very natural <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's fun stuff and uh another uh podcaster who actually is is another supportive um podcaster like mm-hmm. I'm run this the podcast community is for the most part really supportive of everybody else trying to make it as podcasters. Yes. And um and supportive th- of all the self-promotion that you kind of have abs- to do. <laughs> yes. And that we're all guilty of Being having annoying. to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So sorry, everybody. Mm. Um, but uh this podcast 8750. Um, has been super supportive of, of um, Salt and Burn This. So I wanted to give him a shout out. But also because the, the, the tweet that I responded to was a question he asked. And he read my answer on the air and it made me sound so lame um, <laughs> that I wrote back and I was like, can I, can I redo? <laughs> I redo this because everybody else had these like super awesome answers. And mine was like, you know, bunnies and, you know, you know, butterflies. And it, I was like, Oh no. So and he said, yes. So I will get an opportunity hopefully down the line to um, come back and tell people how cool I actually am. Nice. You get a mulligan. Yes. Yes. Although so not quite it, a mulligan because it is on the air. Oh, it's already out there. <laughs> forever and ever um so that podcast was 8750 um and he's on twitter at yeti yef like you know a yeti (laughs) yeah so um and his podcast is funny it's just friends who are pick a topic and they talk about it and it's usually you know bullshitting ball busting um but also there's some serious um turns to the conversation so it's it's good it makes me happy that uh that it took the time to reach out to me and to salt and burn this. Mm-hmm. So 8750 and Misfits and Mysteries podcast and blog. If you guys could give them a, give them a look, give them a like, tell them we sent you. Yes. Please go listen to them and like them and follow them right after you listen and like, and follow and subscribe and rate us on all of the things such as Twitter, where we are at salt and burn this Facebook, at salt and burn this pod and the same for instagram at salt and burn this pod 
rate us on Apple Podcasts or if your particular platform allows rating, do that as well. We would greatly appreciate it. Share it around to your friends and family and your strangers and uh, workplace acquaintances and and all of that. You can do what I did, which was force friends and family to to listen and to rate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Thanks, everyone yeah, who, who I might rated have to go us. That route too. So next week, next week we wrap up season one. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sammy. I'm still like. What? It seemed really daunting. Now, granted, we still have 14 seasons oh, to I go, yeah. but it started out as like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. I mean, it is hard, Yeah. but it went by super fast. And Sammy, I just want to say thank you. You're an amazing podcast buddy. Oh, thank you. So are you. Oh. So just a reminder, I think I've said it a few times, we're going to be going on a little bit of a hiatus after we wrap up season one which not quite sure yet if that will be one or two episodes we'll see how long-winded we get <laughs> next time we do this <laughs> um but i promise i will not make it a long episode but we're going to be going on a little bit of a hiatus in that hiatus i'll just be putting up our reruns of episodes that we've already done at semi-random like i won't start from the beginning you know i'll just pick pick and choose someone's here and there you know for you to keep your toes into or get caught up you know <laughs> to. it's not going to be really anything new going on um and i we don't know how long the hiatus is going to last yet but i don't know it's a couple months maybe you know but not not like six months but no no that's too long you no, can't too. stay away from each other for that long but since valerie has work yay back in opera land I'm so happy for all of the opera people who are now back at work, you know, and on stage and, you know, yeah. posting yeah, pictures always... of their costumes and things. And <laughs> We still have a ways to go, but we're, we're getting there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's the, that on that. We'll see you next week for Devil's Trap, where we continue from where we're... salvation just ended. <laughs> yeah, for part two. Yes. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.